0: Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. Where we talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. Alright. Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. Uh I'm here with my co-host, Mike Reardon. Hello. We're gonna we're gonna do a 2020 mock draft. Uh, it's been a while since we've been on the air, but you know, we've been uh busy beefing up the Master Drafter football website and you know, getting our rankings in order, getting some new articles on the site, uh some help from our writers, Ellis Johnson, Joe Wyckoff, some uh, some new guys we brought on recently. But uh talk to me, Mike. How does it feel to be back on the air?
1: It's great first show in a long time. Uh you know the whole virus thing has kind of uh put us all in lockdown and we've been uh like you said we've been bumping up the site, doing as much as we can to get it going. And that's ready. it's great to be uh back on the program with you.
0: Absolutely.
1: So uh you want to just get right into it. Yeah, so um 2020 Mock draft. Uh, The draft is tomorrow night, so uh, we decided kind of spur of the moment to put this together. Um, I lost the coin toss, so I get the first pick. (laughs) And uh, first pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, and one other thing is we are not doing any trades in this mock draft. No trades. Um, So the first pick, I believe the Bengals are going to choose quarterback Joe Burrow. Uh, I think that's pretty consensus at this point. Um, greatest season of any college quarterback last year of all time. So uh, the Bengals need a quarterback. I, I do not see them trading out of that pick. So, you know, I think that's pretty much chalk right there with Joe Burrow with the first pick. Do you have any, any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the consensus pick at this point. I mean, I don't think there's any way that Cincinnati doesn't take Burrow. You know, and there's been a little speculation that, you know, maybe Burrow is gonna sort of pull in Eli Manning and refuse to play. For Cincinnati. I think we would have,
1: but, I think we would have heard that already.
0: Yeah, I I think we would have heard that, and 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 regardless, I mean, if you know, if you remember right, even the the Chargers still took Manning that year, yeah, and then they kind of they kind of sorted out the trade afterwards. So, I just I just don't really see any scenario unless you know, uh, you know, someone. You know, Burrow says beforehand that absolutely he's not going to play for them and they trade out. But it just doesn't seem like that at this point, regardless of the slight speculation that that would happen. Um, it seems like Burrow is the consensus one and he's going to he's going to be a Bengal.
1: Yep. And and I think as far as the dynasty implications go, um, you know, in super flex leagues, he'll most likely be the first pick. Absolutely. You know, yeah. unless unless you're picking first and you've already got two stud quarterbacks and you want to get one of the running backs, you know, you're definitely gonna take Burrow. You probably take him anyway, you know, just because of the value.
0: Yeah, I I think in Superflex he's the consensus one oh one. Uh in standard dynasty rookie drafts, I have him as my one ten.
1: He's right around there. Um, yeah.
0: which, you know, I I, I could see people taking him as early as like one oh seven, but for me personally a quarterback and you know in a single qb league i'm, I'm probably waiting until the 10th pick to take the right
1: and it's about need to you know when those you get into those later you know seven eight nine ten if you mm-hmm. don't really have a quarterback you know then you can go for him but for the most part you want to take you know a skill position player before you take yeah. the quarterback
0: yeah I'm, I'm taking justin jefferson over burrow in standard leagues yeah in, me too in, in, di- in dynasty rookie drafts so um
1: but you're not taking Justin Jefferson with a second pick, right?
0: No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, you know, but we're we're trying to offer a little dynasty perspective into this as well. Absolutely. So. Um, so with the second pick, the Washington Redskins uh are gonna take Chase Young. I don't think I don't think that would be much of a surprise at this point. He seems to be, you know, pretty much, you know, arguably the best player in this draft, even more so than Burrow. Um, but you know, based, based on need, I think, I think, uh, with, with Washington having taken Haskins last year, I think young, uh, that, you know, would be a great addition to that Ron Rivera, new look, Washington defense. So, uh, there, there has been some speculation that they trade out of that pick, but I think it's going to take a lot to sort of, uh, you know tempt them out of out of taking Chase Young and adding them adding them to that already really, you know, explosive, scary defensive line in Washington.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um I, I don't think they're gonna pass up on Chase Young. I don't I think if you look at last year's draft with uh with Bosa going to the 49ers and how quickly they were able to turn that team around, I think Ron Rivera, you know, he's he's gotta take the you know the best the consensus best defensive player in the draft and um you know he's he's a disruptor. He's you know, he's powerful. He's gonna go get after the quarterback. And, you know, they say after quarterback, you know, getting the pass rush is the next important thing. So I think that uh you know the position that the Redskins are in right now, especially like you said, drafting Haskins last year in the first round, um Chase Young's kind of a as close to a no brainer as you can get. Um, yeah, that position.
0: And and when you're drafting at two, and and you've sort of had, you know, the luck that the the Redskins have had lately, it's like, mm. you know, Chase Young is sort of as safe a pick as you can take. Yep. You know, without without the the, you know, the fan base sort of staging a mutiny. <laughs> right, and <laughs> you and know,
1: and even if he doesn't work out, um, which I think he will, but even if for some reason he didn't. You know, you can always look back and say, well, you know, you know yeah. of course we were going to take Chase Young. I mean, it's not like they're, it's different when you, when you reach for somebody and then he doesn't work out, you know, then you can really get, that's a job loser right there. Right. And as far as IDP goes, I mean, he's going to be, you know, in my opinion, I, I think he'll be the first defensive end, yeah. you know, for sure.
0: I th- I think Young is arguably the number one IDP this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree.
0: In, in most leagues,
1: definitely, um, like Bosa was last year.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Josh Allen was in the conversation as well, but and you also had Bush, and you had Devin White.
1: Yeah, you're, I mean, you're the linebackers. I mean, I guess if you're in a, if you're not in a league that that doesn't reward uh, yeah. sacks as much. Yeah. But uh, I think Bosa but, was pretty high up yeah. there. I mean,
0: but anyway, anyway, we digress. But so on the clock with the third pick, you're the Lions. Who are you taking? On the clock, well, on the on the
1: uh, MasterDrafter.com site, I did a mock draft, and um, Reardon's 2020 NFL mock draft, uh, with with a couple controversial uh, picks. And you could say my third pick here was a little controversial. Um, on that mock draft, I picked Derek Brown. Um, I just saw him as that interior lineman. You know best best interior lineman available, but I'm actually not going to take Dark Brown in this mock draft. Um, I'm actually going to take Jeff Okuda, who a lot of people already have going to the Lions. Um, I thought about it and the main, you know, it's two big needs for them, that interior line and a cornerback. And I, I thought about it with the Lions and I thought about Matt Patricia and I thought about how much he he wants to emulate Bill Belichick's defense. And, you know, if you can get that one stud cornerback, um, kind of like the Patriots have, uh, hmm. what's his name?
0: Stephen Gilmore.
1: Uh, yeah, Stephon Gilmore. So if you can get a guy like, Gil- like a Okuda or like a Gilmore and just have that one side locked down, you know, what the Patriots like to do is they like to put a lot of different guys on the line, on the defensive line, and kind of move guys in and out, um, and then move them into different positions. And I feel like uh, as much as I think Derek Brown would be a great fit for Detroit's defense and, and would, would be a great player there, I feel like Akuda is a guy, um, you know, you get that number one cornerback and then, you know, you don't have to worry about that position for a long time, you know, um, as as long as he works out as a player, which I think he will. And I think that, uh, you know, so so I'm going to just say they're going to take Jeff Okuda. Um, and out of Ohio State, and they're just gonna roll roll with that and um and just get the number one corner off the board for the third pick
0: absolutely uh it makes sense um, I don't think it would be too much of a surprise if they took Akuta. I also wouldn't be surprised if they traded out of that third pick, yep, um, but like we said we're we're kind of not. Kind of sticking to the board for this podcast. We're not really. doing So trade, my so. thoughts
1: on the on them trading back is I feel like for them, they'd be willing to trade back to either five or six, where the Dolphins and and the Chargers pick.
0: Yeah,
1: and I I feel like the Dolphins and Chargers are gonna just stay where they are, and I feel like Detroit's gonna try to move back to the five or the six because they can still get either Okuda, or Derek Brown if they do that. Or, or are they like another player? Try to get like, you know, maybe the Dolphins want to move up in front of the fourth spot in case they're worried about somebody moving into four where the Giants are, or the Chargers trying to move up ahead of the Dolphins. But I think if they find out that both those teams don't want to move, they're not going to want to move further back down than that. So I think they're going to end up staying at three. Right. And for this exercise, it doesn't matter anyway, but because we're not trading. but
0: Right. Um, so with the fourth pick, I have the Giants taking in that case. Uh, Jedrick Wills, I think, would be the next player off the board. Uh, I think the Giants have been searching for that, you know, key cog in their offensive line for a long time. Uh, you know, obviously they signed, um, uh, who was it? The guy from the Patriots? What was his name? Solder. Solder. Nate Solder. A couple, couple years ago um as their left tackle and you know he's he's been serviceable as a starter but he, you know he's also you know he's getting up there in age and, and and he and quite honestly he's been probably hasn't quite lived up to the contract that they gave him uh no doubt. so i think Dedrick wills is almost like chase young for washington at this point i feel like uh it's kind of a the no-brainer pick for the giants where you kind of can't go wrong you know there's some there's been some speculation that you know Makai Becton is the best offensive tackle in this draft. Uh, you know there's some other guys in the mix, but I I just think Wills is the safest bet. You know uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm spending if I'm gonna pick from the lot, you know I'm gonna take Jedrick Wills. So
1: nice and and like you were saying, like maybe not Wills, um, depending, um, but probably definitely a tackle at that position. I mean, that's their biggest need for sure. I actually had them taking Tristan Wirfs in my mock draft, but same thing, you know, just, just kind of guessing what type of tackle that the Giants would pick because I think, I think you're right to pick a tackle there because, Mm. you know, they could move back, but why move back when you can get the tackle of your choice? Right you know, there's, there's basically four tackles in this draft that I think offensive tackles that, um, you know, are kind of the consensus top four, and then they're kind of like a a top tier. Um, there's a couple guys, you know, right in there that, you know, um, are going to be first round picks as well, but, uh, but definitely there's like a top four and then like a little bit of a drop off. So if you're the giants, I mean, why not just stay at four and just take the one that you like the best?
0: it it's pretty much it's pretty much in addition to uh wills i mean who, who would you say i mean it's pretty much thomas whurs and beckton right yeah
1: as the other three
0: yeah yes yeah those those would be the top and four. i would say that's like the consensus top 4 yeah. yeah i mean however you want to order them but
1: and a lot of I people just, a lot of people have them diff- all over the, all in different spots yeah
0: I just, for me, it's like it's you know I'm I'm not gonna lie I, I don't go too deep into the offensive lineman film you know uh, we we are a, you know dynasty fantasy football based based podcast and website so and I don't think a lot but, of
1: our listeners really
0: yeah but
1: they or really care about that type of
0: <laughs> yeah but like you know I will say it just you know from from what I've seen and you know I think Will's just seems like the safest guy there you know. Uh, so wh- who are you taking at five? If you're in the, so, dolphins.
1: the dolphins at five. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of smoke they put out about, about Justin Herbert. You know, they did a bunch, some interviews with him and kind of looking at him, but I, I don't think, I think that they're hoping that, that Tua is there. And I, um, you know, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Teg- Tago Tagoveloa. Um out of Alabama. Um, I think a lot of people have the Dolphins taking quarterback here. And it's either between Tua and Justin Herbert. And I, I'm just a Tua guy. I mean, I just think that that when you're a team like the Dolphins, you got three first round picks, you're rebuilding, you've got a quarterback that can start already. You know, why not take the guy with the higher upside? You know you got, you've got the Chiefs in your conference. You know you've got, you know you got the Bills in your division. You know why not? You know why not swing for the fences and go for the guy with the, with the upside? I feel like for the Dolphins. So I have them very very excited that nobody got in front of them to draft Tua, mm. and that he falls to them at five. Because if he hadn't got injured, I mean, you know him and Burrow would be who's going to be one or two, Burrow or Tua. Right. And uh, before Burrow had his breakout season, you know Tua was the one that everybody thought was going to be the first round pick. So I think the Dolphins hold strong, you know, fifth pick, Tua is available and they're just absolutely psyched
0: to get him. Absolutely. So at six... I have the Chargers taking Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think that's a spot, the linebacker position, that they need to fill. Um, you know, they they you know, and and I think you pair Isaiah Simmons with Derwin James. You know, a healthy Derwin James now, and that's sort of a scary duo. On yeah, defense. Um, I mean, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff with those two. I mean, you know, because you know, both those guys can play linebacker in the NFL, and they could both play safety. So it's like you put them on the field together, and I mean, you can you you could really, you know, a defensive minded coach could really uh, put some crazy packages together with those two guys. So I just think Isaiah Simmons is the best guy on the board there for the Chargers. I don't. I don't think it really makes sense for them to take a wide receiver. Um, I know you had them taking Rugs in your mock draft. <laughs> you took you—that was you my controversial pick. pick. Yeah, you took some crap on uh, on the social medias for that one, but which is fine. Um, yeah, I to mean, be, I, be and, I, and I understand. And I understand that pick. Like, I I got where you were coming from, but you know, if I, if I'm picking, I'm taking Simmons. You know, at six personally, so. And I think that with the Chargers, um,
1: Gus Bradley, is he their defensive coordinator, I believe? Anyway, I think, I, think he is. I think he will be psyched for the team to draft Isaiah Simmons right there. I think he'll be absolutely uh, enamored with that pick because he's kind of that Swiss Army knife, you know, at linebacker, played a lot of safety as well pair him up with Derwin James. I mean you can do a lot of different things with those guys. They've already got a pretty strong defense already. Um you know they've got Joey Bosa. Um they've got Ingram they've got uh yeah you know, they they just brought in um that defensive tackle uh was it Linville Joseph? Mm-hmm. They brought him in. So yeah, they're definitely the uh yeah so they're they're really um, building that team. And, that, you know, they've got to go against Kansas City twice a year. So why not on defense? I, I think that the Chargers at six is really, really the first spot in the draft where they could go all over the place. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people right now surprised that you didn't pick quarterback. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Chargers fans, if they're listening are saying, like, F you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need just, a qu- we need a quarterback, you know. Now and they could still get Cam Newton, you know.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing for me. I mean, six is just too high, you know. If 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 we're assuming, uh, you know, the Dolphins take Tua, I just think six is too high to to you know. It's it's a bit too of a too much of a knee jerk reaction to then just take go ahead and take Herbert at six. You know, I think I think you can wait on Herbert. Um,
1: and Herbert's cooled off a little
0: yeah I mean he's he's kind of been pushed up some people's boards I mean some people are saying now that that the Dolphins prefer Herbert to Tua yeah
1: well he moved way up I'm not Um, sure I buy
0: that just about
1: a little like about five days ago or something I mean Herbert was ahead of Tua and everybody was all about Herbert going to the Dolphins and the Chargers taking Tua which I mean maybe that still happens but I feel like he's cooled off a little bit. Um, you know, the chargers, they could go Herbert and they could, you know, Simmons is, would definitely be a good fit there. Um, also an offensive tackle would be another fit there. I mean, the chargers are really that they really do have that. They're the trickiest top 10 pick I feel like, because they could just really go in so many directions mm-hmm. and, uh, I'll actually just defend my mock 1.0, um, I took rugs. I had the Chargers taking rugs. And um, the reason that I had them taking rugs is because, you know, now I wouldn't take rugs with a six pick. But um, one thing I know about the Chargers is, you know, they've got, they play against the Chiefs in their division, and they're trying to compete right now. They've already said Tyrod Taylor's their quarterback. Now, you know, they could just be blowing smoke up our butts. I don't know. But, you know, Sometimes when you've got to compete with a team like the Chiefs, you've got to compete with speed versus speed, and you know you've got a guy Mike Williams on the outside and you've got Keenan Allen on the outside both those guys aren't the fastest wide receivers, and Keenan Allen really compares a lot to Judy with his um you know being able to get open in space being being a good route runner and Williams compares to lamb but I you know obviously lamb's a lot faster and a much better prospect than Williams. Um, But they're very similar in styles. So they've been looking for a speedy slot guy for a long time. They had uh, Travis Benjamin in there. Uh, They had Jeremy Davis, you know, but they have really, really been trying to find that speed receiver um, to complement those two other receivers. And I just looked at it and I said, you know what? Maybe that's the shock of the draft. I mean, last year it was the Raiders passed on Josh Allen and they took Cleveland Farrell, who was projected to go between 10 and 15. Um, The Giants took Daniel Jones at six when everybody was projecting him to go after Haskins and around like 15 to 20, you know, so, so every year there's going to be a surprise. There was going to be surprises in the draft. And my surprise was rugs going six to the, uh, to the chargers. So, that's not in this draft, but that's in my 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 mock one point that came right. out came out about five days ago. Um, all, right. all right. So enough of that rant. Um, I have the Panthers, and uh, with the seventh pick, and I'm going to have the Panthers taking. I'm going to go with Derek Brown. Out of Auburn. Defensive lineman. I almost picked him to go to the Lions. Um, interior lineman, interior defensive tackle. Um, he's a pass rusher though. He's not just your run stuffing defensive lineman. Um, there's less defensive linemen in this year. The interior defensive lineman in the draft this year than there was last year. You know, last year you had Quinton Williams and you had Ed Oliver, you had uh, Simmons and um giants dexter lawrence Lawrence, um you know tillery there was uh wilkins the dolphins took so i mean there was a lot of defensive tackles in the draft last year this year not as many but derrick brown is is definitely the consensus top um defense interior defensive lineman in this draft defensive tackle i should say and um you know he's He's a guy that can get after the quarterback, you know, like a Chris Jones, like an Aaron Donald. So, I mean, you know, he's not, I'm not ready to put him in the, that category yet, but uh, he he's that prototype type of player. So uh, I have the Panthers with the seventh pick taking defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn.
0: Fair enough. Um, so on the clock with the Jaguars... Uh, oh no, Cardinals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cardinals. Skipping ahead. Uh so with the eighth pick, the Cardinals, I'm taking uh Makai Becton. Offensive tackle. Offensive lineman. Offensive tackle. Yep. So I, I think Becton is the next best offensive lineman here after Wills. Um he's a bit more of the boomer bust type prospects. Um, you know, but I I think he has the potential to be, you know, quite possibly a higher ceiling than Jedrick Wills, but certainly a lower floor. So that's, that's sort of the scenario with those two prospects. And, uh, you know, the word has been that Kyler Murray's been petitioning for the front office to go ahead and take CD Lamb, you know, that he obviously played with back in Oklahoma, um. But I just think, I think the Cardinals, I think, you know, offensive tackle is much more of a need for them here than wide receiver, especially after trading, you know, after the Hopkins trade went down. So any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good pick. I think a lot of people have Becton as the number one defensive tackle. He did have a uh, diluted offensive, 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 offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he did have a um, a diluted substance or, or diluted sample uh, for the combine. So some people think that he might uh he might slip, but I i definitely think uh, I don't think he would slip that far. It kind of like a Laramie Tunsil type of thing where like he's got some last minute red flags. Um mm. but I definitely I you know they're not saying he's gonna slip out of the top like eleven though. You know, so he's definitely um you know a lot of people have him as a top offensive tackle. Um, so I think I, and I, I agree. I think Arizona's taking one of those top four guys regardless. So, so whoever you like there, you know, plug them in. I actually had them taking, uh, Jedrick Wills there, um, at eight, you know, but he's obviously gone in this mock draft, uh, to the giants, but, uh, that was the guy I had going, uh, to the Cardinals. So, um, You want me to move on to nine?
0: Yeah. Who do you got at nine?
1: So at nine for the Jaguars, and i am kind of, we're just kind of doing this (laughs) on the fly. Right. Um, So it's going to get a little bit trickier as it goes. So nine with the Jaguars. Let's see. In my mock draft, I have the Jaguars moving back. Mm. I'm just thinking. I'm trying to make it fun. (laughs) (laughs) Getting to that point. You know, I think it's too early for them to take one of those cornerbacks.
0: I mean, do you think they go wide receiver here? I I'm tempted to have them take a take a wide receiver.
1: I'm tempted to put a wide receiver here. I'm also tempted to put another one of those uh offensive tackles here as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: what is what is their offensive line situation?
0: I mean, they they definitely they could definitely use an offensive lineman. Um but they they have that pick. They have another first round pick as well. So it's sort of, you know, what's the priority here? Um, you know, maybe you do. Maybe you do go. I I think you go Werfs if you do. I'm going Werfs over Thomas.
1: Werfs was the guy I was thinking. It was either going to be Werfs or Lamb or Ceedee Lamb.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I, with Werfs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them. Um, focusing on the the trenches. Right. You know, they're rebuilding when you rebuild, you know, you focus on the trenches uh, first for the most part and kind of build out. They do have some pretty decent receivers. Um, but I think sometimes when you're rebuilding, you don't really want to, uh, you know, you don't want to really get those, those players until, you know, towards, towards your, when you're ready to win. Um I don't know though, because Lamb, Lamb would be pretty awesome to put, you know, give Minchu some weapons. I do not have them taking a quarterback. I know some people might say, why don't you have them take Herbert here? I do not have them doing. No, that. I
0: think I think the franchise, you know, I I think I think the Jacksonville franchise legitimately wants to give Minchu a shot, um, and see see if he's the guy, and it just makes so much sense for them to do that because it's it's just. You build the team around him, you know, and we, and we've talked about it a lot off the air with the Jags and Minshew. It's like you build the team around him and then, you know, it's kind of sink or swim for Minshew. And then best case scenario, he's the guy worst case scenario, you've built this great team around him. And then, and then all you got to do is plug in the quarterback. So it's sort of, you know, I don't see any, any way they draft the quarterback here, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one.
0: I I think one scenario that would be interesting for the Jags is if they decide to trade Fournette and they draft either Jonathan Taylor, who's you know who's kind of the guy I've been pounding the table for since you know yeah. way back when, since you know December, and uh, or you know or maybe they go DeAndre Swift. I think I think Jonathan Taylor, quite honestly, would be an upgrade from Leonard Fournette for them. You know what and I'm going to do? Sort of a similar style runner.
1: I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with CD lamb. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Jaguars saying, you know what? There's some elite wide receivers in this draft. Let's take the first one off the board. Yeah. Let's take CD lamb. You know, it could be Judy, you know, depending on what they like. I personally, I think CD lamb um, would be the guy I would take here. Um, You know, give, give Minshew a weapon. You know, you got CeeDee Lamb on one side. You got, uh, what's the other guy? I'm always forgetting players' names. Their other receiver. DJ Shark. Yeah, you got Shark on the other side. You know, let's let's go CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. The guy's a okay. beast. The guy's a beast. You know, you know, they're not going to be able... I mean, they can get a receiver at 20. Um, receiver's not the hugest need for them, but... But why not? Why not put a a big weapon out there for them? You know, while they're in the spot to get one now, they might as well grab one. Um, so we're gonna go C.D. Lamb at nine for the Jaguars.
0: Let's have a little fun. All right. In that case, with the Browns, the tenth pick, uh, I'm psyched to have Christian Wirfs fall to me there. Um, really tempting to just you know say fuck it and grab Jerry Judy there you know you add him to the the Odell Beckham Jarvis Landry wide receiving corps there and i mean that's scary but i think at the end of the day you know you have beckham you have landry you know you you, you need an offensive lineman you know that that's been i like how
1: this is working out cuz you have been a, cause you pick get to pick all the offensive linemen. <laughs>
0: No, I mean I I'm really tempted I'm if I'm the Browns, I'm really tempted to take Judy here. You know. Um or maybe even rugs. I mean, you, you, you pair rugs with, with Beckham and you, you and and Landry, you sort of have the, you know, Landry in the slot and Beckham and Ruggs on the outside or Judy. I mean, that's scary, but I just think offensive line is such a need for the Browns right now and you know, they need to protect Baker Mayfield. Um you know, and, and he already has weapons. He has plenty of weapons, you know. Um they signed uh Austin Hooper in the offseason. So I mean you know, I, I think uh I think the Browns go off offensive line here. So I think it makes sense. I think I think that's uh that's where they need to go.
1: So that's the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, do you wanna just you wanna go over? The top 10 real quick, and you want to just, or do you want us to each go over our own picks? And just sure, sure.
0: Uh, sure, Let's why don't we just go do like a quick back and forth? So. Okay.
1: So, with the first pick, the Bengals select quarterback
0: Joe Burrow out of LSU. Washington selects Chase Young, Ohio State.
1: The Lions, at three, select cornerback Jeff Okuda from Ohio State.
0: And the New York Giants select Dredrick Wills.
1: At five, the Dolphins select quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. At five. Uh, L.A. Chargers, I think, are going to take Isaiah Simmons at six.
1: The Car- Carolina Panthers at seven take defensive tackle Derek Brown. At eight, the Arizona Cardinals take Makai Becton, Georgia. At nine, the Jagu- the Jacksonville Jaguars take wide receiver
0: C.D. Lamb. And at ten, I got Cleveland taking Tristan Wirfs. All right. So eleven,
1: on to eleven. On to eleven. The Jets. Um. So the Jets could easily take the round out um those those four wide receivers i mean four offensive tackles and take andrew thomas but i am going to have them take wide receiver jerry judy okay um i think that they really need a weapon on offense they they did sign um the guy from perryman rashad perryman and uh they have crowder and they've got uh running back they've got Lavion Bell. But I think Judy would go there and be the best receiver on the team. Number mm-hmm. 1 receiver for them and um you know, it's like they I think it's between really offensive tackle and wide receiver at this point, um either to protect Sam Darnold or to give Sam Darnold a weapon. And I'm going to choose to give him a weapon because if you look at this draft, it's a deep wide receiver draft, but if you've got a chance at one of those top um those top three guys um lamb Judy, and Ruggs, it's like if you're you know if you're thinking about getting a receiver early on in the draft and you have a chance to get one, i think you you really gotta you really gotta take it so I think that's what the jets do i
0: agree, and i mean and they they really uh invested in their offensive line in the off season in free agency, so you know they signed a ton of guys. Uh, on the offensive line, mm-hmm. you know, you know, right when free agency opened. So I think that I agree. I think, I think uh, Judy is the pick there for the Jets. I th- I think they, uh, quite honestly, I think they take best wide receiver available.
1: Yep. Uh, out of the top eleven,
0: three. out of the top three sitting there at 11, um, you know, uh, and, and at 12, you know, uh, quite honestly, I think there's a, a, run, a little bit of a run on wide receivers here. I think the Oakland Raiders would go Henry Ruggs. Yep. Um and take the next the next best wide receiver off the board. You know, my third guy personally. Um Mine as well. Know, qu- quite honestly, in my in my NFL, you know, strictly NFL draft rankings and in my, you know, dynasty rookie rankings both. for wide receivers. Um, my third my third wide receiver. So I think Ruggs is the guy here for Oakland, you know, Mayock, you know, he drafts he drafts his best, his his you know, his third best receiver, quite possibly, um, speed guy, pure you know, ran in the four twos. Mayock was, loves big
1: school, big you know you know high profile school players too.
0: Another another Alabama guy, you know, two Alabama wide receivers in the first round. Yep.
1: And I think I think both of us have the same top three receivers um, for the NFL draft and also for. Um dynasty with lamb judy and rugs one two and three yeah.
0: I, I feel like that would if that way if this in fact does go down that way too with judy going at 11 and rugs going at 12 two alabama wide receivers back to back i feel like that would have to be some sort of you know record or i mean if you could call it a record definitely though, like I, that's definitely never happened before <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know for sure but right. like if my intuition tells me that that's
1: definitely in like 1963.
0: Sport. Yeah, you know, <laughs> back when they had the NFL draft in like the Marriott yeah conference room or something, you know. <laughs> uh anyway, who are you taking at 13 if you're the 49ers?
1: So, 49ers at 13, um you know, they they'd like those three wide receivers um but they don't really want to reach for one. At this point, um, to get this pick, they they uh, they traded to Forrest Buckner to the Colts. That's how they got the thirteenth pick. And uh, you know, maybe they're thinking about replacing him. So same as in my um, is in my mock one point Um, I have them taking defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I think that um. I think that after Derek Brown, Kinlaw is the is the next interior defensive lineman, um, and I think there's a little bit of a drop off after that. I mean, there's definitely some some good players with Blacklock, a um, couple other guys on the inside that, you know, that could be first round picks. But I think that Kinlaw is a guy that, you know, right around this area is where he's going to go and the 49ers, they have a they've got a hole there to replace. Um and Kinlaw I think would be the perfect fit for them at uh at that spot. Great right on. At 13. Any thoughts on Kinlaw?
0: No, I I think that makes a ton of sense like you said they they traded away Buckner. Um they go ahead and draft the defensive tackle here and you know, I think if that's the case, it's almost a matter of, you know, just sort of a salary cap thing for them, you yep. know, trading away Buckner and then they get, you know, a rookie defensive tackle, you know, for locked in for five years, at least, you know, on a relatively cheap rookie deal. It makes sense, you know, for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to, you know, in terms of salary cap in the mm-hmm. modern NFL, you know, it's a smart move. Um. So I think that makes a lot of sense, you know.
1: I guess they they had money, um, for basically for Armstead or for Buckner. Buckner wanted more money, which you know he was totally entitled to, and they decided they would just pay Armstead, and um, defensive end, and trade trade Buckner. And I mean it was a, a kind of a smart move on them. I mean, I mean I guess trading away one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I don't know if that's the smartest move, but but for them, if they can get If they can, you know, trade him away before they give him a huge contract and and pick up a guy like Kinlaw um, that's been moving up boards, quite frankly. Um, If they can grab a guy like that and plug him in, um, you know, yeah, he's not going to be Buckner. But, I mean, it's definitely – they've already got a good defensive line. So, I think it would be a smart move for them to be able to to – if they could pull that off.
0: absolutely so at 14 i'm gonna go with andrew thomas out of georgia uh i think the bucks i know i'm I'm taking all these offensive linemen (laughs) that's great um but no I i think the bucks you know i think i think they're honestly they're kind of bummed out if uh if the top three aren't there, you know maybe maybe they're in love with Andrew Thomas, but for me, Andrew Thomas is my fourth guy. Um. So, but I I think they take best offensive lineman available at fourteen, and quite honestly, I think they're in the market to try and trade up. Uh, they're one of those teams um, that are that are probably on the phone with you know the Dolphins or possibly mm-hmm. Detroit. Um. So. Yeah. You know I, I think they take best offensive lineman available, and the way our mock draft has gone that's that guy happens to be Andrew Thomas, so yeah, no, I think that's they need they need someone to protect Brady down there in Tampa.
1: I think that makes total sense. I think they'd be psyched to be able to get one of those top four guys absolutely um so Denver at fifteen. Denver Broncos so I had them moving up and getting Judy in my mock Um, now at 15 you know I'm not sure if they're going to want to
0: top three wide receivers are off the board in our mock so
1: yep and I'm not sure if they're going to want to reach at that point Um, looks like they might need a cornerback they definitely need some secondary help for
0: sure Top four offensive linemen are off the board. Top four offensive linemen are off the board.
1: Um hm.
0: You you wanna know you wanna know what I'm doing if I'm Denver right here? What are you doing? If I'm if I'm John Elway, I'm I'm calling in my pick, I'm hop, I'm hopping on the zoom machine and I'm saying give me Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Running back, Wisconsin. The best running back in the 2020 NFL draft. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> you I've lo- been
0: pounding the table for Jonathan Taylor. You have been. Since day one.
1: Well, I am not going to take Jonathan Taylor here. I'm going to take cornerback C.J. Henderson. Going to pair him up with A.J. Bowie, who they signed in free agency. And I'm gonna get the second best cornerback in the draft out of Florida, C.J. Henderson, and that's my pick. There you go. Your thoughts?
0: No, I I think that makes sense. I mean, they do they do, do need cornerback, but I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, I I feel like Denver is gonna take a running back there. I feel like. Uh, well, they just they haven't...
1: just signed Melvin Gordon
0: they did they did but i mean i just think that you have jonathan taylor there and you pair him with gordon and it's just you know
1: yeah i don't i don't think they go i don't think they go that route i i okay. actually i um i was thinking about taking justin jefferson there mm. that's what i was thinking about taking you know, I you know more about the receivers. I could see them taking, like, a guy like Chenault or something, you know, like, one of those... Yeah. Somebody to kind of um compliment Sutton. I almost feel like Jefferson's too similar to, to Sutton, to Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, and I know that, you know, most offensive coordinators like to have kind of, like, different types of receivers.
0: See, I feel like Jefferson is a bit more of... Um... Like a route runner. Yeah. Then, you
1: know. But I anyhow, I I just feel like
0: Henderson Henderson makes sense at fifteen. I feel
1: like Jefferson's a little bit of a reach there. And I just feel like uh you know, Henderson's honestly there's there's a little bit of a drop off after Henderson, after Okuda and Henderson. A lot of people have Henderson very close to Okuda. Um, so I feel like if Denver can't move out of the spot and if they can't get one of those receivers I think Henderson's a good fit there.
0: Yeah, certainly.
1: This this we're in the part of the draft now where we're probably going to have more disagreements because it's like of the right. players that are you know a lot of the main you know top tier players are gone.
0: Right, right. So
1: now it's the fun part. This
0: is, this is <laughs> yeah, this is where it starts getting sketchier. Um. So anyway, I, at sixteen, if I'm the Falcons now uh, on the clock, I think I would go Patrick Queen linebacker out of LSU um you know he's my second best linebacker after Isaiah Simmons this year in my rankings so I think I think that's a big need for Atlanta um you know obviously they have Dion Jones there you know who's kind of battled injury um but you know e- even if Jones is healthy I think they can use another guy in that linebacking corps and I I think Patrick Queen is is a pretty blue chip pick here, you know. Um, I'm kind of looking at the other guys on the board, tempted to go maybe you know Yatu Yatur Grossmotto out of Penn State, defensive defensive end kind of edge guy. Uh, I don't I don't really think Atlanta you know they just signed Gurley I don't think they really need a running back or a wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I I just think Patrick Queen is the pick here.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I would have taken uh... Chason. Chase on Also from LSU.
0: Caleb on Chason? Yeah. He's more of an edge guy. Yeah. He's more of an edge guy.
1: That's... And, and they have... They did um, sign Fowler. So they do have one guy on the outside, but they do, do struggle a little bit on the pass rush. I see... I mean, Queen's a great fit. He's smaller. He's a more rangy linebacker. Um, he's... He's kind of similar to who they have with Dion Jones, mm. um, but you know that seems like the type of linebackers that they like, so I mean I could see that as a fit. I mean they do need they do need help on the edge and they do need help at linebacker, so I mean either one of those picks.
0: Yeah, and and Chase on I could t- I could totally see being an an alternative to Queen there, so. Um, who you got? Who you got at seventeen? If you're the Cowboys. So at this
1: stage, you know I could definitely go safety here. Um, but I really feel like the Cowboys really want to beef up um their outside pass rush. I I feel like uh Demarcus Lawrence was a little bit of um. A little bit of a dis- disappointment last year, and um, after, he got,
0: after he got the big contract, yep.
1: And then they don't have Robert Quinn anymore, right?
0: No, he went to Chicago, I believe.
1: Okay, yeah, and so Robert Quinn really stepped up, and the Cowboys are a mess in the secondary, but they really, re- I feel like defensive line for them is just much more of a of a need um i feel like there's a lot of cornerbacks available later in the draft there are rumors that they're in the hunt to get jamal adams from the giants um which is a whole nother you know thing with the giants just i mean i'm sorry the jets just like not just doing a horrible job of keeping their players um happy but um but I'm going to go with Chase on here. I'm going to go with an outside, you know, edge guy um to go on the other side of Lawrence and mm-hmm. give them some pass rush. I feel like to them pass rush is what they need more than anything. Um mm-hmm. so I probably would have had Chase on going to the Falcons, but if he doesn't go to the Falcons and he's available for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. I'm going to cho- I'm going to have if I'm the Cowboys, I'm going to take Chase on over anybody in the secondary, whether it be a safety or a cornerback, just because I I do think that that's much more of a glaring need for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they have a ton of cap space. I don't. I don't think they're in the hunt for uh for Jadavian Clowney. So I'm going to go with Chase on as my pick. Um, kind okay. of an edge edge guy out of LSU. Enough. seventeen, And I think that's I think that seventeen, I, I don't know if he's gonna get to seventeen. In this scenario he does, but that's a um that it'd be a nice piece for them to get. I feel like they couldn't pass up on him if he if he gets there.
0: Yeah. So at eighteen, I'm gonna go ahead and if I'm the Dolphins, I'm gonna take Jonathan Taylor, running back Wisconsin. My boy, there you go. <laughs> uh, so you know they signed Jonathan Taylor in the off season, um, but I mean I'm sorry they start yeah Jordan Howard in the yeah. off season rather, um, but I think um, I think Jonathan Taylor is the pick here. You know they they I don't think Jordan Howard is the long term answer. I think that was kind of you know one of those signings where. You know, you kind of want to do your best to patch your your weak your positional weaknesses going into the draft, so you don't show your hand too much. Um, and I think if Jonathan Taylor is on the board here at eighteen, I, I think he's he's a legit pick. So
1: definitely, it's I mean, also
0: it's also it's also possible they take Swift, but yep. If I'm them, if I'm them, I'm taking Taylor.
1: So in my in my mock one I have them taking Taylor too, but I actually have them taking him at twenty six and um with their next pick um and i i see the dolphins as you know i kind of see them as trying to emulate what the raiders did last year um you know other than getting tua you know they get tua with their first pick i have them taking um safety xavier mckinney at 18 um in in my mock and then at 26 I have them getting Jonathan Taylor. I actually and as being the number one running back off the board. And I just think for them, you know, they went through all those years when they tried to make um Kenyon Drake really be that number one guy and they just always saw him as a as a a third down running back. And they tried to give him the starting position but it just wasn't working out. Now he's in Arizona as a starter now, so maybe you know that's that's bad on their part. But I see them wanting to go in the in the Derrick Henry mode, where they're like, you know, let's get a guy that we can pound the ball, a a surefire three down back that you know is going to be on the field pounding the rock for us. You know, let's get this guy that defenses have to put everybody in the box to stop. Um, I see them. I see them choosing Taylor for for what they want to do, also over Swift. Um, And I and both of us.
0: Right. And, pe- and people forget that Taylor caught more passes yep. than DeAndre Swift did last year.
1: Yeah, I don't understand the rap on Taylor. I mean, really. I mean, to me, to both of us, he's the number one running back coming out. I have Swift as the number two guy. Um, I just, you know, looking at film, of t- Swift is awesome on film. I mean, the things that he does, I mean, the, the, the stop and go, the change of direction. I mean, he, he looks great on film. Um, yeah. To me, though, with Taylor, it's like to be he looks like an Adrian Peterson type of player, you know, like, you know, a Leonard Fournette, a guy that is right. powerful, but yet so fast. A guy that can get through that second level of the defense and then he's gone. And and also a bruiser, you know, and, and, and we've talked about this before, you know, he's had the fumbling issues. But, you know, other than that, I don't see a weakness. Yeah. And I mean... You know, I don't think Taylor would be everybody's um, pick. Every team, NFL teams, pick as their number one yeah. running back off the board, especially the way the game's right. changed. But yeah. I think for the Dolphins, I, I do think it would be for them.
0: Yeah, I agree. So that's my pick, Jonathan Taylor, eighteen Dolphins. Well, you, you have, um, had to get um,
1: him. You had to get him before me because you're the Jonathan Taylor, Taylor guy. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have am going on the same team. I had him going through I anyway, so.
0: Yeah, there you go. Who who do you got
1: at nineteen? So nineteen with the Raiders. So the Raiders at this point, um, they've already drafted uh receiver Henry Ruggs. Um so at nineteen, they could go in a couple directions. You know, they could take a corner back here. Um let's see. There's some good, you know, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'd like to take, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a cornerback and I'm going to go with Trayvon Diggs for the Raiders. I'm going to make this a specific pick for them. Um, pair him up with Trayvon Mullen who they drafted last year. And I think that I think that for the for the Raiders, they like the big school guys. Um, so they pair up so Trayvon Diggs, he's his brother is Stefan Diggs, correct? They're brothers. Uh, I believe so. They're definitely related. I believe they're brothers. So Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Diggs' brother, uh, receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, He's kind of slipped in some mocks. He's kind of – he was a first-round pick. He's kind of been slipping out a little bit. But um, he's from Alabama. They already drafted an Alabama receiver. They drafted an Alabama safety last year. I'm going to go with them getting Trayvon Diggs cornerback out of Alabama with the 19th pick. And, um, you know, I think he has potential to be a number one corner in the league. And Trayvon Mullen, who they drafted last year out of Clemson, he also, I mean, he kind of became their number one. So I think those two guys on the side right there, you got Jonathan Abram in the middle. They picked up some other safeties in the offseason. That's my pick, Trayvon Diggs
0: okay that's a good pick um at 20 i think if i'm the jags i'm gonna go yeter gross matos uh defensive end at a penn state so he's a bit of a project guy but he's kind of um he's kind of one of those guys who just kind of uh you know a bit of a freak athlete um you know, had had the production, you know, wasn't um you know, isn't strictly just, you know, uh you know, a uh potential, you know, potential, you know, like FCS small school guy, you know. He played at Penn State, so he played against good competition. Um, I think Gross Matos is to me, I think, a top a top, you know, IDP prospect in terms of dynasty this year for rookies. Um I think he's definitely I think he's like a top 10 IDP. Top uh, top 5 quite possibly, really. Um, you know, when you get down to it. So Any thoughts on Gross Mottos?
1: I like him a lot. I think um he also I've noticed has kind of slipped down a couple of mocks lately. Um uh, but I think if you get him at 20, if the if the Jaguars get him at 20, I think that's a great spot to get him. I think that uh and he's He's had a good story. He's from uh, Penn State,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he um he's definitely like a, a high character guy as well. Yeah, which I think the Jaguars would definitely welcome at this point. Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Ngaku, so um, yeah. we got Josh Allen on one side, Matos on the other potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I think it could be a lethal, um, you know, one-two punch right there and. And, I mean, Jaguars, I, I really like the position that the Jaguars are in. I mean, they've – I know they're rebuilding, but I like Minshew, and I love Josh Allen. They've got some really good players. They got rid of a lot of problems in that locker room, and um, and I just feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, they're in a good position. They've got a bunch of – they're going to get a bunch of picks. Because.
0: And there, Jags, Jags, Jags are also kind of known for taking Penn State players. I mean, yeah. they took uh, Paul Puzlesny years and years ago, who was a uh, out of Penn State, who played for them. You know, was a linebacker, you know, solid IDP asset in the NFL for, you know, better part of a decade. So, I think Gross Matos is a solid pick here at twenty, and you know, he kind of reminds me, you know sort of the like just you know prototypical size speed sort of prospect as um maybe not quite the production uh coming out of college but he reminds me a bit of julius peppers um you know and even montez sweat coming out last year um you know he 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 kind of fits that mold to some extent you know maybe not quite that caliber of prospect but you know i think i think he's uh approaching that so
1: know yeah, absolutely, and I I think for them if if they end up with CD Lamb and with nine and and Matos at, at twenty, I think that's definitely like a nice haul for two first round yeah. picks. So let's go over our our eleven through twenty. Um, I'll start at you know real quick. We went one Burrow, two Chase Young, three Jeff Okuda, four Jedrick Wills, five Tua, six Isaiah Simmons, seven Derek Derek Brown, eight Makai Becton, nine CD Lamb. 10, Tristan Wirfs. So at 11, I chose the Jets taking wide receiver Jerry Judy at 11.
0: Oakland takes Henry Ruggs.
1: San Francisco takes defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw.
0: Tampa takes Andrew Thomas, offensive lineman.
1: Broncos take cornerback CJ Henderson.
0: Atlanta takes linebacker Patrick's Queen.
1: Dallas takes edge rusher Clavon Chason.
0: K-Levon Chason. K-Levon Chason. <laughs> and uh, Miami takes running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. The Raiders at 19 take cornerback Trayvon Diggs. And at 20, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Yeter Grossmatos out of Penn State. Who, who are the Eagles taking at 21?
1: The Eagles are taking wide receiver Justin Jefferson.
0: Good pick. I like it.
1: I have him in my mock going 19 to the Raiders. But in this scenario, the Raiders already got they already got Henry Ruggs. So Justin Jefferson is still available at 21, and the Eagles fill one of their biggest needs by getting the great receiver out of LSU and probably the consensus number 4 wide receiver in the draft.
0: I would agree. I think I think he's pretty much the consensus four at this point. Um I think quite honestly, I think there's a bit of a drop off after that type, top four. Yeah. Um I think there's sort of a tier there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Jefferson's almost in his own tier.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Um I I'm almost just tempted, you know, just just for that purpose, it's like I'm almost just tempted to lump him into that first tier as the fourth guy because it's kind of like but I I hear what you're saying. It's almost like a, the you know the top three of Lamb, Judy Ruggs, is like a tier one, and then, you know, uh, <clears throat> Jefferson is like a tier of his own at tier two, and then, you know, you kind of have the Mims, the Iukes, the Chenaults, um, those guys, Rieger, Rieger the tier the tier three, but. I'm almost tempted to just to just lump Jefferson in with with the back end of that tier one. You know what I mean? You're
1: just like, you're just being lazy. Just,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just OCD and I don't like having tiers, <laughs> second tiers of one player. Yeah. I hear you.
1: I call it that was like the Irv Smith tier last year.
0: Yeah, there there's <laughs> Tat TM yeah. trademark Irv Smith tier.
1: Speaking Uh, of Irv Smith, Minnesota Vikings
0: are on the clock at 22. So, if I'm the Vikings here, um, you know, I guess I would probably go. This is a tough pick here, I feel like. Um, But they lost. They've kind of lost their uh, secondary; has taken a bit of a hit in terms of the cornerbacks. I think if I'm the Vikings, I'm gonna go. You know, it's tempting. It's it's uh, it's between cornerback and and defensive line for me. But I think if I'm the Vikings, I think I'm gonna go Jeff Gladney, cornerback at a TCU.
1: All right, good pick a little run on cornerbacks
0: yeah and and uh i think i think they um uh, you know they they you know mike zimmer he he loves drafting cornerbacks in the first round they're they've kind of had a history of that um they've had some success there, so i think you know i just think i think gladney's my next you know, my next best cornerback, my, but, next my best cornerback that's on the board right there. So I think. Uh, yeah, that's the pick.
1: He's also my next guy as well. I didn't even think of this, but I ended up with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and my mock draft, I have them moving up and getting Andrew Thomas. But for this exercise, we're not doing that. Um, I actually like this situation because I'm going to go with the Patriots and if, if anybody doesn't know this um we are both Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. So uh we have been long time Patriots fans.
0: It's true.
1: Um since way before Brady. But anyways,
0: yeah, Or Gronkowski. Or Gronk. <laughs> or or Belichick. Yeah, or Belichick.
1: Um but anyways, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Patriots at 23 and I'm gonna go with linebacker Kenneth Murray.
0: Dude, that totally would have been my pick as well. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, I love that pick.
1: Um, you know he's a bigger size guy than Queen, and I out of, and I think Oklahoma. Yep, out of Oklahoma. Big Twelve. I think that if he's there at 23, I really don't feel like the Patriots can pass up on him. Um, and he's actually. My second favorite linebacker, um, behind yeah. Simmons, I actually have him ahead of Queen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so for me, it's it's kind of a no brainer for the Patriots to you know that's you know we lost a lot of line but we lost uh, Jamie Collins. I say we, but the Patriots lost Jamie Collins. They lost um, Kyle Van Noy.
0: A Landon Roberts. A Landon
1: Roberts. So. If Kenneth Murray ends up being there at twenty three, I think that the Patriots are going to be ecstatic, and uh, yeah. that's that's my pick for them at twenty three, middle linebacker.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great tier break pick too because I feel like um, I almost feel like Kenneth Murray is like one of the best players available there. Yep. You know what I mean, and it and it also fills a need. You know, it's kind of one of those rare scenarios where you know one of the best players available also feels a need mm-hmm. um it's almost it's almost as though if brady were still in new england i would be tempted to just be like oh come on take deandre swift right there because <laughs> he's still sitting on the board yeah you know, and you, you know you got you got another explosive guy but it's like they took michelle a couple of years ago and yeah. obviously you know obviously brady's not there anymore so I still have harris. They took michelle yeah they still got damien harris so i don't think swift you know, and you can really take him there. Um, I think Kenneth Murray's the pick for the Pats. And that's coming from a couple Patriots fans, so the Saints.
1: Here's an interesting That's pick. a tricky one. There's a lot of ways they can go.
0: Um If I'm the Saints, you know, I'm 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 really tempted to take Justin Herbert right here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, one thing we haven't really talked about is the Herbert slide. Yeah, I mean, he's sitting there in that virtual green room right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's between him or uh, Jalen Rieger or like or like Xavier McKinney for me. Because I feel like safety is like a real need for for the Saints. It is. It is.
1: Um, well, they lost Von Bell. Yeah. Um, and they've got Chauncey Gardner-Jones, mm-hmm. who is good, but he's kind of more of a free safety. And he's also kind of a hybrid guy. Where he can play in the box, but he can also play nickel corner, nickel, nickel safety.
0: You you know who I'm going to take here if I'm the Saints? I think uh, I think Sean Payton in that front office. I think they continue to invest in their defensive line. Uh, you know they traded up in the first round a couple of years ago to select who was that? Remind me, who they selected? Oh, uh, Davenport. Davenport Marcus Davenport, that's right. Uh, I think they can tri- continue to build on that defensive line. They take Ross Blaylock here, defensive lineman out of T- TCU. Good pick. Which uh, I think you know at, at twenty four, I think that that might be a bit of a surprise to some people that he. Even it's a bit of
1: a far, surprise so. to me. Yeah. But so he's he's definitely the next guy. You know, as far as interior defensive linemen go.
0: And I think I think if the Patriots pass on Murray, I think there's a real argument they take Murray there.
1: I have Mur- him. I have them taking Murray in in my mock draft.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I think I think Blaylock is just kind of the next guy. It feels it feels a bit of a need for them. Um, you know that interior. I think Blaylock's a bit more of an interior guy. So
1: I feel like I would have taken Jordan Love. There.
0: Jordan Love, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people have the Saints taking yeah. Jordan Love there, but but that's it's sort of like, are we are we really gonna you know project Jordan Love going ahead of Herbert? You know what I mean? Right. That's that's why I'm almost tempted to have them take Herbert. I just see. Like, I
1: just and, and Herbert would would work well as well. I I just feel like for me, like I and I think for, you know for a lot of people, like you said, have projected. I think that Love would be a good fit because he's a good guy that that you would want to really have in your system that you wouldn't really want to throw out there. Um, I think people see Herbert more as like more ready to play and uh, love more as like a guy that you want to kind of have sit, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but kind of like when you have, when you draft Patrick Mahomes and you have him sit behind Alex Smith for a year, it's like you could draft a Jordan Love type of player and have him sit behind Drew Brees.
0: But it's just, it's just sort of like, for me, it's like, why would you draft Jordan Love when you can draft a better prospect True. to sit behind Drew Brees, you know? True. And, and I mean, that's, that's a real thing that could happen is in the Saints draft Judson Herbert at 24. It's, that's sort of uh it's sort of a Saints decision that, you know, do you play for this year or do you play, right. you know, for the, that's, that's a real decision to be made for them. So. Or are you taking at 25 if you're the Vikings?
1: well i'll also say one more thing about that is it's also a value yeah. it's also a value thing you know if you if you right. feel like the value you know and as, if you're if you're in dynasty like we are and, and the and the listeners you know you know how value works i mean it's an important part and like are, do they value you know do they value one of those quarterbacks as somebody that would be you know that they can't pass up on you know that would be another reason Anyway, twenty-five for the Vikings. So the Vikings drafted uh, Garrett Bradbury last year, who is a center slash guard, and he really struggled. And that's a—they're really trying to work on their more so than wide receiver, which they'll have to address at some point in the draft. That interior line is still—they really need a lot of work on that, and they really want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook um in Madison and they really want to be able to establish that run game. Mike Zimmer does. And I have them taking the the top interior lineman, uh Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Yep.
0: Um
1: I just feel like the Vikings they you know they want to they'll want to put another guy in there to really bolster that line and have more flexibility. You know, two players that can play center, two players that can play guard. You know, whoever wins that job as a starting center gets it. The other guy gets pushed to guard um, and kind of bring in competition. Um, Yeah, they just they're just really struggling. I mean, they could take a tackle here, too. I mean, there's still Joshua Jones available um, and Austin Jackson. But I think they're going to go interior. I think they really are going to get the top interior lineman in the draft. Um, I mean, they did the same thing last year and didn't work out. But I think they're going to do it again this year. And just take the guy that uh, can really, really bolster that line. Because that's a big part of what they're trying to do on offense. Um, so my pick is Cesar Ruiz. Offensive um, guard slash center for the Vikings at 25.
0: That's a good pick. I like it. Um, I think for the Dolphins... At 26, I think they have a big hole to fill at safety. Mm-hmm. So I think they take the best safety in this class, in my opinion, Xavier McKinney out of Alabama.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in in my mock draft, you basically have them getting the same three players, just in a different order. Mm. Um, You know, I have them taking Tua, and then I have them taking Xavier McKinney, for their next pick, and then I have them taking Jonathan Taylor at 26. So it's, they get the same players, just in a different order.
0: Yeah. I I honestly didn't even realize that.
1: No, I know. I know you
0: didn't. Off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) So that's funny. That's funny. For the listeners out there, that's funny.
1: (laughs) And I mean, we're doing this totally off the cuff. I mean, we haven't like together, we haven't talked about who we're picking or anything. So, I mean, this is just, we're just
0: throwing all this out here at once. Right. Who uh where where would you take Xavier McKinney like right now uh in terms of IDP where would you place him just for IDP guys
1: I mean probably right outside the top 10 to be honest with you yeah
0: um
1: you know I I tend to to rank rookies higher um if people have yeah. seen my rankings you know my, my all the IDP rankings on the site are mine so if you've gone on there and you if you've seen my rankings then you'll probably notice that I tend to go with youth. Um it's just
0: I'm just talk, I'm talking in terms of like overall rookie IDP. Oh rookie. Like from,
1: rookie yeah, IDP yeah. overall. Um yeah. Probably Probably like yeah. 6 Yeah, probably around 6. Yeah. Right around there. Cuz I'm not going to put any cornerbacks ahead of him. Not even Okuda. Right. Um, you know,
0: It's kind of like it's kind of like you got like for IDPs this year it's like you know, in terms of dynasty fantasy football, it's like you got
1: Young and Simmons.
0: You got Young and Simmons. You got Murray and Queen. You got Murray and Queen and then it's like you got Chase some Gross Mottos.
1: Mottos. Yeah. Right right around Chase there.
0: On. Yeah, I think I think he's right up there. Definitely, I mean,
1: you know, it's just like Jonathan Abram, you know, like same thing, last year. Mm. Same type of same Absolutely. type of deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so Alabama
0: man, they they crank I out know. those safeties.
1: So Seahawks at twenty seven.
0: Yep.
1: All right, so Seahawks. You know, they didn't sign Clowney. They really have a hole at defensive end. Um, they could have taken if McKinney fell to them. They'd probably have a hard time not taking him. Now I could take Epaniza, AJ Epaniza from Iowa, who espinessa espinessa Ep- mm-hmm. Ep- Epinesa There's no S in there. S es- I think it's
0: Espinosa, right? Espinessa.
1: Well, there's no S in the. It's E P Epinesa Epanesa. Ep- Ar- Epanesa. So, and and uh, forgive me for not knowing the names, but no. I could take Epanesa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I to take Epinesa
1: from Iowa, who has really been kind of sliding lately. Um, I'm going to actually pass up on him. And I'm going to go, and the Seahawks do this regularly. They constantly try to, try to shock everybody with their first round. They've had a very questionable first round picks lately. Um, but I'm going to actually go with Marlon Davidson, um, defensive end out of Auburn. who's who's really been kind of moving up people's boards. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm going Seahawks, biggest need. You know, they're not going to draft Herbert, obviously. Um, Right. I just think, you know, they get, they could still bring Clowney back, but this gives them a lot more leverage because now there's Mm -hmm. not such a hole there. Um, You know, and there's a lot, there's still some good offensive tackles on the board. You know, but I'm gonna have them go with the defensive lineman. Yeah. And um. Yeah, Marlon Davidson. That's my pick for the for the Seahawks.
0: It's a good pick. I like it. Uh, and and Davidson's kind of a guy that can play. You know, he can play inside yeah. and out. Yeah. You know, so he he's got some versatility to his game. So, uh, I like that pick for the Seahawks. Um. So Ravens at twenty-eight. I'm gonna go DeAndre Swift. I think I think they give Lamar Jackson another weapon. Uh scoop up Swift at the end of the first round. I think Taylor and I think Swift are both uh first round caliber running backs, and I think he would be a great addition to the Ravens offense.
1: Yep, I would probably go a linebacker here. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they're, if they want to, I mean, if they see Swift as a guy that, you know, as the number one running back in this draft, like a lot of people do yeah. now, how do you feel that, how do you feel that fit is for, um, for dynasty leagues? Because, you
0: know, obviously they, they have Mark Ingram there already, uh, you know, I think, I think they have Mark Ingram there already, but I think Swift would actually pair quite well with Mark Ingram because, you know, he can catch the ball, you know, I mean, we saw Kamara, you know, emerge in New Orleans when, when he, when he had Mark Ingram there and Swift, quite honestly, is, is sort of a Kamara plus prospect coming out of college. So I don't think it's out of, and and the type of offense they run, I mean, I think Swift could be, you know, like a Kamara plus. I mean, now that I think about it, year.
1: Now that I think about it it, it, it honestly, like, it makes more sense because, you know, you, you start out with Ingram as that number one running back and Swift kind of, you bring him in kind of slowly. Eventually he's going to take over that job, but Ingram, you know, he's he's on his way out anyways, uh, a couple more years, but he'll probably, I could foresee like Ingram being the top rusher to start the season. and By the end of the season, Swift being like, getting just as many carries, if not more and them really complementing each other. And they are trying to build a speed on offense. I mean, they drafted Brown last year, Lamar Jackson, you know, bringing in Swift. I mean, they brought in Justice Hill last year, who, who, uh, you know, he, he was okay, but they didn't really, you know, for whatever reasons, he didn't get into the offense as much as a lot of people thought he would. Uh, this would definitely hurt Hill's
0: stock for
1: sure um if, 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 it, if the I, I
0: think it would I, I think it would and it wouldn't because um i mean yes and no because i mean quite honestly i don't think justice hill is the long term right. answer in baltimore but if
1: you have hill on your roster on your dynasty roster yeah, <laughs> you yeah. might not be too excited
0: about yeah <laughs> it's it's not the greatest sign yeah for sure but i mean i think so here's the thing with mark ingram i mean uh mark ingram this he's under contract for 2020 and for twenty twenty one um, I don't think there's any way, you know, looking at the financials that they cut them in 2020, but in 2021, um, they could save five million against the cap, and and only have basically uh you know 1.33 million in dead cap. So they basically save themselves, you know, over a little over four million dollars in, in cap space, um, or a little less than four million dollars in cap space rather. Um, by cutting Ingram in tw- in the going into the 2021 season. Yeah. So if they draft if they draft Swift here, you know, they he kind of learns under Ingram for a year. Um you know and and they kind of share that role and and you know, like I said Kamara, you know, broke out as a rookie, you know, uh on you know with with sharing sharing the carries with Ingram. So I think Swift is, is a great sneaky pick for Baltimore here. Um,
1: yeah, no, I like it. I think it uh, it's definitely a um, – it makes sense. I mean, you know, I didn't really think about it before, but, you know, it definitely makes sense. I mean, for what they're trying to do there. I, I Their defense is a little bit hurting. I mean, they did add Calais Campbell, and that helps out a lot um linebacker middle linebacker was a tough one but there aren't a lot of like high level like you know true middle linebackers there's zach bond but he's an outside linebacker
0: right and and lewis that's the thing it's like value-wise it's like who do you really take here you know i think i think swift it's there's not you know i thought about maybe jalen johnson cornerback but it's like you know or I think I just think uh, you know, there's a couple wide receivers on the board here.
1: I mean, they might be shocked you know. that Swift is still available. You know what I mean? Right. And then just feel like they have to take him. Right. All right, so twenty nine, the Titans. Um, I am going to take a guy that you mentioned. Um, I'm gonna take Jalen Johnson, cornerback. I mean, I just see cornerback as the biggest need for the Titans. And um, there's been a run on them. I feel like maybe if there wasn't so many cornerbacks taken, then maybe they would pass. But, um, you know, and they could take A.J. Terrell, which are, is he's a guy from Clemson that's really been moving up a lot of people's boards. Um, but I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson out of Utah. I think he's the next best corner on this list. And uh, that's going to be my pick for the Titans at 29.
0: I like it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think cornerback is... One of their biggest needs, if not their biggest need, um, yeah. I mean, really, you, you think about it, you know, because they've they've drafted some guys on their defensive line. They they've, they've kind of drafted some edge guys. They got, you know, uh, Harold Landry. Uh, they have Jeffrey Simmons, who they drafted last year.
1: They have they have needs there, but they also have depth. They also have. Players are where a cornerback they don't. I yeah. mean, they right
0: they've Kevin, Kevin Bayard in the secondary, yep you know.
1: And they had, um, who's was the cornerback that they had last year? Their number one guy, the number one corner for the Patriots, Logan Ryan. They had Logan Ryan,
0: Ryan.
1: um, who they haven't re signed, who's still a free agent. So, I mean, they could re sign Logan Ryan. I I'm assuming he's just looking for really big money. Um, he was he was the number one cornerback. I mean, he was in in fantasy and IDP, but he also was. I mean, he was he was their number one guy. And then they had like a revolving door of cornerbacks. I mean, they played so many cornerbacks last year because they had so many injuries. I mean, they I mean, it was Ty Smith and LaShawn Sims, and I mean, it was just so many players that they were thrown in and out of there. And um, it, it's just such a need for them that I feel like it's going to be hard for them to not take a cornerback with with their first pick.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean Jalen Johnson, I think certainly here is is the best guy available in terms of cornerbacks. So. I
1: mean, a lot of people are really big on Terrell right now. I mean, AJ Terrell, he's he's kind of like, you know he he got real he got beaten in the playoffs really bad.
0: Um, yeah,
1: and that kind of dropped the stock, but it's been rising up again. Um, a lot of people have Terrell going in the first round, yeah. but I, I still like John. Ter-
0: think about Terrell, too, is though it's like he got beaten up in the playoffs, and it's kind of like, again, well, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's when he faced competition. <laughs> right, exactly. cause, I mean, the guys he was facing in the ACC, let's face it, you know, uh, it's, it's not the same yeah. level of competition of uh the guys he was facing in the college football playoffs, so um you know that's you know i think i think that's a legitimate you know you know and we kind of we've kind of talked about the podcast before about sort of these these sort of like nicks and knocks on these prospects that like you kind of shrug off and you're like it's like jonathan taylor one of the arguments against him it's like you know the whole like uh too much tread tread again <laughs> tread off the tires sort of argument it's like because he ran for so many yards it's like you know we were joking around him about it on the phone the other day it's like yeah he he was good right. he was really good in college right he put up crazy numbers so because he's a really good running back it's like yeah. what? you know but i i think the thing with Terrell, and also and
1: also with him too i mean if you look at a lot of his his film a lot of those are like a lot of his yards are breaking off you know huge
0: runs right exactly like 70 yard runs exactly So, you know, going back to Terrell, I think I think the argument with Terrell is I think that that is more of a legitimate argument that I that I actually entertain because, you know, he wasn't going against necessarily elite competition in the ACC week in and week out. Whereas, you know, once he got into the into the college football playoff and, he you know, he was, you know, going against, you know, guys, you know, quite honestly, that are coming into the NFL, you know, that are going to be drafted alongside him this year. He struggled. So I think that's telling. And I think I think that is a legitimate detriment to his draft stock. So I, I would go Jalen Johnson. Anyway, at 30, if I'm the Packers, I would take Jalen Reger, wide receiver out of TCU, Ooh. who I think is the best wide receiver on the board at this point in the draft. I do as well. I think uh, I think the Packers, you know, they have other needs, but I I think value wise, it's it. This is a deep wide receiver draft, you know. Uh, it, you know, a lot. Of, we've been talking about it. I've been talking about it for a long time. You know, obviously we haven't done the podcast in a while, but you know, you know, we. I've been writing about it. I've been you know saying in my rankings, saying on Twitter reddit all that stuff that this is a deep wide receiver class oh and yeah I, I think rieger i think rieger is a first round talent um i agree
1: he's he's the these the five receivers that we have in the first round right now are the five receivers that i have in my mock yeah so i i'm, I'm with and at I, that and i think i think for the for the packers i think for them i you know i I think they draft offense. I think they draft either an offensive lot. La- so I would probably take an offensive tackle here because there's a couple good ones on the board. Um, but wide receiver would be the other thing because I think, you know, they've really got to show Aaron Rodgers that they're trying to help him. And whether you're drafting yeah. a tackle right now or a wide receiver, you're either giving him a weapon or you're protecting him. I mean, that just shows, you know, that you know all right, we're all in this together. We're doing this. We're getting you help. You know, because he needs right. help. It's like, he's got Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Jones had a great year, but he's got not much after that. So, I mean, either one of those picks, I think would be a good...
0: I think I think Rieger is a huge, huge boost to that wide receiver room. Like, immediately. I, think, I just think the Packers drafting Rieger there is the pick that makes their team... Like the most amount of better immediately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I just think drafting Rieger, like that's that's the pick. Yeah, you know. Uh, so well, I
1: have Rieger going to the to the Vikings at 20, mm-hmm. 20, uh, five in my draft. So I have him even going earlier
0: in your in your, in your one point oh Who do you got going? With I don't have a two point So
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> well, not yet. Yeah, anyway. not yet.
1: I probably won't though. This will probably be it. I don't think I have time for that. I li- I-, I like my my one point You know, there's a couple things I might change. You know, and I-, I I went a little off the board with some things, but I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. You know, there's a, a lot of the I like a lot of the ideas in it, so I'm gonna stick with it. Um. So 49ers at 31, man. That's a tough one. Yeah. In my mock, I have them uh, trading out and i have the cult coming back in and getting jordan love. And i think, mm-hmm. you know, one of the knocks on this mock draft that i think that people will have is the fact that we still don't have Herbert or Jordan Love going. Yeah. Um and part of that is because we don't do we're not doing trades. I think that Yeah. Definitely if we were doing trades, this is where teams would come in to get those quarterbacks to get that extra year on the you know that five-year contract right Uh um, right. or just to get them because they know someone's going to get them you know the next day with the first pick in the draft so they got to get them now right it's actually being the 31st and the 32nd pick in the draft has actually become one of the more you know
0: coveted spots. coveted
1: spots because teams are trying to trade back in at the end of that draft yeah. You know, so. yeah,
0: just, just, just because the contract, because of that. that fifth year, that fifth year option, and not
1: only the contracts, but the fact that the draft is the first round in one day now, and then the second round in the next day, just the fact that like, you know, just the flow, because it's like, if you give it 20, all, you know, 32 teams, you know, or 31 teams, 24 hours mm-hmm. to, to decide what they're going to do it, for the next day of the draft, they might decide to take the guy that you want, so you go in and you get to the end of that first round, and you you're able to get the guy that you want before someone else decides that they want him. You know, because it's all like these te- These you got to be kind of paranoid. You know, you got to be thinking. You know, you you got one of those top picks in the second round. You got to be thinking to yourself, like, man, like someone's gonna change their mind and take the guy that I've been liking for two weeks. You know, you got to yeah. be kind of paranoid to be in that situation. But in this situation, I think. So the 49ers, they don't have another pick till the fifth round. So if they use their first pick on a player and they get to 31, I, I guarantee you, I mean, they have to be trading out of this pick. They've got no picks till the fifth round. Um, so in this exercise, like we've said before, that is not that is not gonna happen. Um so they almost have to take a wide receiver here. And I'm just I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm I'm not going to go real deep with the receivers. I'm going to go a little bit more chalk. And I'm going to take T Higgins. I'm not a T Higgins fan. Um in fact, Clemson receivers are kind of been a bust. But I'm going to go with the 49ers trying to take a a lanky, you know.
0: Well, DeAndre Hopkins was out of Clemson.
1: Yeah, I know. But since then,
0: you know, I see Sammy Sammy Watkins.
1: I see Sammy Watkins as a disappointment, and I, you know, just because of where he was drafted. Um, if he was a late first round pick, maybe not. But he was like the fourth pick in the draft or something. And then uh, Mike Williams was a top ten pick. So. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's a top receiver.
0: Yeah. But uh, but that was a while ago, too. So.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with T. Higgins, though, just because of the type of receiver that he is. You know, you've got him on one side. You've got Debo, who is more of a, you know, he's he's a prototypical guy, but he's also a little more gadgety. He can play running back. He can play slot. He can, play, you can do a lot of things with him. Uh, I'm going to go with T. Higgins, just just for like the type of receiver that he is and and really what they're kind of missing in that offense. They really need you know a receiver that can, you know, a big, tall, fast guy that they can really um you really stretch the field with. So, that's going to be my pick T Higgins to the 49ers and just just, you know, I'm putting it out there that I am not a big T Higgins fan. Um, but that's my pick for the 49ers. Fair enough. The final pick of the first round.
0: Final pick. Um it's a tough one at thirty-two for the for uh Kansas City. And I could see I could see them trading out of this pick. Um it's tempting for them to go offense here. Um I think if there's some sort of scenario where Swift is still on the board, I think they would take Swift here. But obviously, I have you know in our mock draft going on tonight, I have Swift going to Baltimore twenty eight. So I think here, I want to go uh, Joshua Jones, close it out with another offensive tackle, Joshua Jones out of Houston for the Chiefs. Uh, I think he's definitely going to a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't – it's not really a sexy pick, but, you know, I think at 32 for the Chiefs, you know, I'm tempted to to just go, like, Dobbins or Akers, but that's kind of the thing. It's like at that point there's a ton of wide receivers available, kind of in the same tier. There's a, a bunch of running backs available, like Edwards, Hilaire, Akers, Dobbins is there, You still got Dylan. So it's like you can wait you can kind of wait on skill position. All, all the top tier skill position guys are gone. And I think Joshua Jones is kind of one of those last, like, you know, top tier, um, you know, maybe not the tier one of offensive tackles, but, you know, in that first round conversation, I think he's kind of one of those last guys on the board. So I think that's a good pick for the Chiefs. Absolutely. Too. I mean, that's a steal for them. Yeah. And, I, and I'll and i say, or like, as go ahead. I was just going to say, as as the 32nd pick often is, you know.
1: Yeah. I I will say, like, so for this draft, I mean, this is more like a fun thing because, you know, obviously it's two people going back and forth. And things like quarterbacks with Justin Herbert and Jordan Love still being available, that's mostly because of no trading. Um, you know, a lot of people think the Patriots would take one of those guys at 23. Um, I tend to think they won't. Um But, I mean, if Justin Herbert's there, I mean, I could see that being a pick for them um, or even potentially Jordan Love. So, you know, this isn't really, like, exactly what we think will happen in the draft. This is just two people making back-to-back picks.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, And this is our first, you know, podcast of 2020. We just decided since the draft's tomorrow night, we decided we'd kind of, like, shake off a little rust and kind of get back out there and do our thing. Pretty soon we'll be bringing in a lot of of all the rookie research that we've been doing and after the draft, we're gonna know where the players land and we're gonna be able to give a lot of content to you guys out there you know for all these guys including i d p so
0: yep a lot of uh lot happening behind the scenes of master Drafter football so yeah. stay tuned for and if you,
1: you want to why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that um are available on Master drafter
0: so uh, so yeah we so we got uh yeah we got we got rankings we got rookie rankings we got dynasty rankings um we got debbie rankings all broken down by a position you know with overall rankings with overall super flex rankings idp rankings so you know tons of rankings um we got the film room that breaks down everything you know we got we got college game film of prospects from 2020 2021 2022 all you know all different positions um constantly adding more game film to the film room we got the the draft breakdown which is you know breaks down each year's draft pick by pick in uh different you know sort of sequences team by team um And we have a whole bunch of articles that uh, we got a great team of writers that are constantly pumping out articles um, to help you win your fantasy football league, you know, and uh, hopefully build a dynasty. So
1: I think we have the deepest rankings.
0: I would agree. Especially IDP. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, we're a little biased, but (laughs) I, I think we have the deepest rankings that make sense
1: um and so for this for this podcast too you know maybe we'll post these picks up you know as well so while you're listening to it you can look at the picks
0: yeah absolutely so i
1: believe we have that capability
0: we have the technology (laughs) any uh closing remarks
1: um no this was fun it's good to get back out here and uh you know, be able to um get back on a podcast and I'm excited about I think the site's been coming along great. I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to um do some more podcasts and talk about some of these rookies and and, you know me, I like to go real deep so I can't wait till I you know I'll have some more articles out there with some real deep grabs for those really deep leagues. And um yeah, I'm I'm really excited about twenty twenty and I hope you know I hope there's a season for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, uh, stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, we know it's a crazy time, but you know, hopefully, this uh, podcast you know gives you a little break from all this COVID COVID nineteen madness. Um, so, all right, thanks for listening. Take care. Everybody. Bye.